You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 76. Talk about memberships and pivots with LaShonda Brown. LaShonda is known online as the automation queen. She is extremely passionate about helping entrepreneurs leverage technology to reduce stress and reclaim their time with tools and tutorials while they are in the bootstrapping phase of their careers. She is a top-level Squarespace expert, Canva-certified creative, and the creator of Bootstrap Biz Advice on YouTube. Today, LaShonda is here with us to talk about memberships and pivots and options. Oh my! (laughs) Grab your coffee, folks. Grab your tea. We are going to talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Wait, friends. Before we start this week's episode, I have an important announcement. Next week, on Monday, March 1st, we are launching a brand new, totally brand new bundle for you called the Profitable Pro Bundle. Now, if you experienced last year's bundle launch, which was the Profitable Planner Bundle, you already know what's about to happen to the internet, at least in the wedding space. I am going to be joined by 30 educators bringing you amazing, brand new, completely fresh, top quality education, 30 resources for $99, y'all. The only catch is that it's only on sale from March 1st to March 5th. So... If you hear my voice and it's March 1st, go to reneedallow.com forward slash bundle and check out the Profitable Pro Bundle. We'll be back next week to talk more about it, but I wanted you to be the first to know it goes on sale Monday, March 1st. So don't wait on it, guys. Don't sleep on it because this bundle is only here for one week. All right, on with the show. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Talk with Renee Dallow podcast. It is I, Renee Dallow, once again, coming to you every week. There's never going to be an episode that I'm not in, just so we know, because I named it after myself, you see? So that's how it goes. I am here this week with the lovely LaShonda Brown. LaShonda, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Are you? Is 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 it a fantastic time for you right now? I love that. It is not 2020. So yeah, well, hell yeah, fantastic. Well, raise the roof on that. Hell yes, yes. Energetically, we needed to just leave. We had to just close the door on 2020 and say thank you, sir, but no more. No more. We can. No more. Yeah, I am so excited to talk to you today because what we're going to be talking about passive income, which is one of my favorite things, and memberships, which I think is. Um, at least to the wedding industry and creatives at large, I think it's becoming more commonplace, but also something that a lot of people are curious about, especially as we're coming off of a year where a lot of us had to pivot. I know that word again. I can't let it go and sort of do other things. So how did you come into memberships? Yeah. So first and foremost, I don't approach memberships in the way that most people do. So the traditional model of a membership really involves a combination of automated relationship and a hands-on relationship, whether it's a Facebook group or consulting calls, really the way that I approach my membership community is more like a proprietary Patreon, a way for my YouTube subscribers to actually come out of their pocket and give money to my business 
in exchange for more resources that help them to save time, save money, or make money. So it's a way to expand on what I'm doing on my blog or on my YouTube channel, but it's not something that requires a lot of calls or interactions. So while we're very close and we all have a very similar mindset, we want to grow our biz without breaking the bank. And that's why it's the bootstrap club. Um, I'm not filling up my schedule with facilitating this membership. And so every business is different. I think that people need to understand that a membership model really needs to be modeled after your personality. For some people who work from home and don't interact with a lot of people, they want to be very involved. I have some folks who will text their members. They will, you know, use all sorts of other apps to stay in contact with them. They're in Slack. They're in Instagram DMs. That is not my story. My story is I am trying to do less, but I want to give my followers more. And so that's really where it came from is how can I provide more value to my YouTube audience and create some type of subscription model so I can have passive income in my business. I love that. So explain what the Bootstrap Club is for us. So essentially right now, the Bootstrap Club has three levels. A free level, which is a free resource library. It has 27 African-American lifestyle stock photos that I personally shot along with 12 other resources, whether they're checklists or spreadsheets. They're really tools to help small business owners. So like things like how to set your prices and how to time block your time. Then beyond that, there is the fan level, which is giving people access to some of my custom Canva templates, templates that I actually use in my business to grow my following on Instagram, but making them available to them. And then the next level would be a supporter level. And that's where I provide my administrative Canva templates, things like slide decks and pricing guides. So really what people are getting access to are tools that I've created in my business with my information taken out so that they can customize it to fit their needs. That's that's so smart. And so the base of your uh, platform, it, I mean, mostly you say YouTube or is it YouTube, Instagram combined? So YouTube and Instagram is where I live mainly because they both make it extremely easy to create video content. My husband owns a video production company and that's something that I personally am more comfortable with in terms of educating people. So right. I educate on YouTube, but that's really a one-way conversation unless someone comments. And on Instagram, people get a better idea of who I am as a person and not just who I am as an educator. So those are the two places where I live. And so the Bootstrap Club is essentially my freebie. So instead of me having to constantly promote this guide and that guide, I say, hey, if you want to dig in further, join the Bootstrap Club for free. And then I have an automated sequence that shows people the value of upgrading their membership to a paid level. So you, so someone can't come to you and say, I just want that one template. No, I don't currently right. do that because there's so many people who do. And right. so in my <laughs> mind, it's always about how can I differentiate myself? So I even make the pricing super simple. You know, I say, okay, for $1 a month or $1 a week, and eventually I'll add a level that's $1 a day. So really it's more of the Patreon mindset 
of how can I invest in this creative so that they can continue to create content without having their schedule full of client work. So it's really common on YouTube, but the Patreon platform isn't as conducive to sharing information like I'm trying to do. And so I leverage my own website to facilitate that model instead of putting people on Patreon. I love the system because it's actually like you're you're using the best of what's out there, but then you're tweaking it in a way that it works for you. And I find that so powerful because I know, especially in the online marketing space, which I, I sort of live half in and half in the wedding space. I think when people start in that world, they think like, well, they just want the one thing that do, is going to do everything for them. But that isn't really the way these tools work for us, right? No, it's not. And I think at the end of the day, we always have to take these online applications and put our personal handprint on them. So even if you decide to use Flowdesk, for instance, I do a lot of tutorials about that platform. Even if you use a Flowdesk template, you need to use your fonts and your colors and you need to write like you talk. So when someone gets that email, they're not staring at the email saying, I know where this came from. They're saying, oh, LaShonda's in my inbox. And so no matter what platform you're using, you've got to customize that user experience. 100%. And I know as a recipient of some emails from from any any email platform, but especially especially the ones that just look like text or it just looks like a friend of yours or a client has emailed you where there's no logo or anything. It takes me a minute sometimes to realize like who's who is this emailing me because I don't remember every single person's name that I've signed up for. So I always think like, Oh, those people like in my head, of course, I would never probably say this to them. But like, if it takes me too long to figure out who you are when I'm reading the email, then you have more work to do. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's the thing. You know, I just had this conversation with one of my clients. When it comes to your business, you want your words and your colors to really reflect you. So immediately, you know, when people see the combination of gold and hunter green and navy, they go, oh, that's LaShonda. Because the quicker you can get people to recognize you online, the quicker you can get them to go deeper with you. So if they're spending all this time going on a wild goose chase, trying to figure out, well, who is trying to communicate with me, then you've lost a valuable people and valuable time. 100%. So you mentioned earlier that there is an email sequence that you take your members through before they become members. How much of that is automated? Oh, the entire thing. And the reason why, again, it's understanding my audience. So thanks to YouTube, I'm able to be super specific about who I'm talking to. So when I look at my analytics on YouTube, I can see that the majority of my audience, I've got 32% of people who live in America. So first and foremost, you know, understanding that dynamic of what people are dealing with. But over 60% of my audience is between the ages of 18 and 34. So these are people who are in college, post-grad or young professionals. And at the end of the day, if that's the case and they're looking at videos about entrepreneurship, they're probably doing it on the side. They're probably doing it late night or on the weekend. And so I want something that can capture leads and complete the process 24-7. I can't do that manually. And so what I do is I highly personalize this sequence, but it is automated. So if someone is watching my videos at two o'clock in the morning, they're going to get the same user experience as someone who's watching at 9 a.m. And so that's just really understanding the expectation of the audience. And so my audience, they want information fast. They want answers quickly. 
And so that's what I try to do by leveraging these web applications. It's so smart what you said about like understanding the viewing habits of your audience. It made me think back to before I was an entrepreneur, I was working at a job that I didn't love. I mean, that's an understatement. I just, it was very miserable sometimes. And I would listen to, because I couldn't watch them because I was driving, but in, in LA, we spent a lot of time driving. And I remember I'd pull up Marie Forleo's YouTube channel and I would just let them play. And I would just listen to them in the car. And that literally got me through that last six months of that job where I was like, I got to do something. I got to make a move. And I just found, I found Marie and I latched on, you know, it's that same thing that people, um, just like a podcast, just like people who listen to the show, I I suppose they feel like they know us more because our voices are in there or with them all the time, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think when you understand too, how your platform works, the expectation on Instagram, is not the same on YouTube. It's not the same on Facebook. And so just really understanding the culture of the platforms you're choosing to use to put your brand out there is so vital for conversions. So while I am a very artistic person and I love to creatively express myself, everything I do is built on data and strategy because I want to make decisions based on the numbers and not based on emotions. I 100% agree with you. It took me a minute to come around to that line of thinking because I am a creative and, you know, I used to be an actor. And so the business stuff I taught myself along the way. But no, I I agree with you. And I also think, um, and I want to ask you this as well, like, what do you say to people who are beginning with automation in their business who say like, well, I don't know if I could do that. It's, It's too impersonal. Or I hate it when I get stuck in an email funnel. I would never do that to someone. Like, what's your feeling on that? Yeah. So, I mean, my personal opinion is that business is never about you. So it's always thinking about what does that ideal customer expect and need and want from you. So really putting, you know, putting it on them. You know, if you are an entrepreneur running a mommy brand, maybe you have no desire to be on Instagram, but the reality is a lot of women use that platform. And so if you are trying to present yourself in a way that reaches that target customer, you may find yourself needing to use Instagram as a way to reach that person. And so it's always trying to flip things around and say, how can I best serve my target customer? Because it isn't about me. The part that's about me is the money I receive and the lifestyle that I'm able to develop because of what they invest in my business. But first and foremost, my job is to serve them. So if you can think more like your customer, that can inform a lot of your decisions. Yes. And I also, anytime someone says anything to me about email marketing, like, oh, I hate email marketing. I'm like, well, it works. You know, like every time I do a webinar or every time we launch a course and someone says, oh, I'm so glad I got this course. I think, I think to myself, well, I'm glad you opened the email, right? Because the email is what starts it all. And so email, email converts a lot higher than social media. And I tell people all the time, when you're posting on social media, you are screaming into a crowd. You're putting information out there and hoping someone hears it and someone engages with it. But when you send an email, that person has already told you because they've supplied their name and email address that they want a deeper relationship with you. So you're going to have a higher conversion rate. I think the data says for every dollar you invest in email marketing, it converts up to $42. And that ranges for different businesses. But at the end of the day, the conversion rate on email is higher because there's a deeper relationship than just pushing yourself out there through ads or through social media posts. So if you don't have a lot of time and you have to figure out what is the best way to reach my people, 
hands down, it's going to be something that is more of a high touch method, which is exactly what email is. So for some of these strategies, it may feel, you know, uncomfortable or unfamiliar, but ultimately we've got to spend our time doing more profit producing activities. And for a lot of us, you know, posting three, four or five times a day isn't it. A simple email will do a lot more. It's true. And, and you, you know, again, we talk about this a lot on the show, but like some of these entrepreneurs we see online who have the 10,000 plus followers aren't making a dime. It has nothing to do with the, your impact. Right. Just because someone's popular doesn't mean they're profitable. And so I think that a lot of times people are looking at the wrong numbers. You can see a following of 10,000 plus, but then you look at the engagement on those posts and maybe it's 50 people. And then in the comments, it's even less than that. There's been countless stories of people with huge followings who couldn't even sell five t-shirts. And so ultimately, <laughs> yes. you know, you can't judge yourself based on someone else's performance. You have to judge yourself based on your own business and your own bottom line. Absolutely. So this membership that you've created, this sort of hybrid membership model, how has it been received by your audience or by other entrepreneurs? It's been well received. And I think especially from the entrepreneur community, they really take a step back and go, oh, well, I didn't know I could do that with the membership. So right. it's very interesting how much we put ourselves in boxes. These tools are meant to be customized in a way that fits us. And so I already had an email list, but I really wanted to transition them over to this model so that whenever I wanted to sell them something, they already had an account. They already had their information in my system. I eliminated a lot of steps along the way. So when I roll something out, I'm not having to do a launch for every single thing I do in my business. All I have to do is add a membership tier and then people can opt in. So for me, it was all about how can I consolidate? How can I do less of the administrative tasks in my business and focus more on serving my client base well. And so creating this model has been awesome. Um, for me personally, it has you know completely covered my overhead. And so it's definitely paying for itself. It's building my email list. And so it's continuing to help move my business forward by having this as an integral part of how I market myself. So for me, it's simplified the process, it's provided more value, and it's really caused a lot of people to rethink how they approach their business. Yes, I see memberships have become, it's like the thing right now, right? Everyone has a membership. A few years ago, everyone had a podcast, and before that, everyone had a blog, right? So I feel like memberships are the thing that we're seeing, especially in the wedding industry. A lot of, um, especially planners pop up with like, well, I have a membership now. And the thing that I know from being friends with a lot of these educators is that, um, Behind the scenes, they're really, I don't want to say killing themselves because that makes it sound very dramatic, but there's a hustle there to create a tremendous amount of content on a monthly basis. And and I don't know how sustainable that is in the long run, you know? Yeah, I don't even bill monthly because of that purpose. So what I do is I express what the price is, but everything is billed annually. So I'm not trying to chase after people month by month giving them more reasons to continue to pay for my service, letting them, you know, right. at any time. It's really, okay, you come in and for the next year, you're going to have access to this membership tier and you're going to have all of these resources. I'll continue to add them as, you know, time goes on. 
But ultimately, this is a way for you to say thank you to me and to my channel. And so it's just different for everybody. I, I did not want such an involved uh, model in my business because I wanted the flexibility. I didn't want to be so accessible to folks that it was dominating my schedule and taking time away from paying clients. So for a lot of my friends, the ones that are the most successful with utilizing a membership have really revolved their entire business model around this community. And so that's really become the business. For people who are trying to add it as part of the rest of the things that they do, like you said, they're more likely to kill themselves trying to manage it all. Yeah, I think we're going to see um, some burnout from <laughs> from all these memberships. Like, I think it's it's I wish everyone luck. Of course, I love all these all these folks. But um, I just I know how much content I create every month. And I couldn't imagine putting a membership on top of that and thinking about serving all those people on a monthly basis. Like you said, the yearly model is much more sustainable. And I also think, you know, for memberships just in general or just building community in general, I think it behooves everyone to find people who want to make that yearly commitment anyway, because then they're, they're in it. They're right. Like you said, they're not constantly thinking like, oh, well, is next month the month that I leave? <laughs> well, and I think at the end of the day, you know, when you market yourself online, typically you market yourself through content creation. So you're creating content to drive people to your website. You're creating content to sell them low price items. And then you're creating content to have this other income stream. And so right. at the end of the day, how many things can you create? How many ways can you skin that cat? And so I just feel like at a certain point, there needs to be a very clear delineation between this is the content you consume for free and this is when you start to pay. And so I think that people understand that model. They understand that, okay, you know, I can... I can listen to someone on YouTube, but if I really want to go further, I need to buy their book or sign up for their conference. We have to rein it in with all this content yeah. creation because ultimately that's what's burning us out is we're constantly trying to churn out more instead of continuing to learn and grow in our own skill set. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I also know that there are people listening out there right now who are thinking about taking you know, a step into more of a passive um, income model. What advice would you give to anyone who's just starting out in this passive income world? Yeah, I'm a huge, huge proponent of case studies. And I think what happens is, you know, you create your your content, whether it's your ebook or your course or, um, you know, your mastermind or whatever it is for you, you create it based on a need. But then you can continue to keep that in front of people by talking about those results, talking about those outcomes of your students and your readers. When you create an ebook, if you create it, put it on your website and never talk about it again, it's not going to be a passive income source. But if you're constantly finding ways to bring it back to people's attention through case studies, so-and-so read this and they made this amount of money, so-and-so took this course and they had this breakthrough in their business, then promoting your passive income products becomes much more genuine and you don't have to constantly live in launch mode. So that's my biggest piece of advice. If you're going to use passive income strategies in your business, you have to think about how can I continue to keep this top of mind after it's gone online? I also wonder if you could speak to the 
mindset around shifting to passive income? Because I know a lot of times, especially with my mastermind girls or my group coaching folks, you know, they say like, well, I want to, but I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm not an expert enough or maybe I shouldn't put it out there. Like, who am I to do this kind of work? Did you have any mindset blocks to overcome before you dipped into this world? Yeah, I think that a lot of us who are entering the world of passive income streams, we want to give away the kitchen sink. I mean, we want to dump every single thing we've got in our brain on paper and sell it. And really what we need to do is bring it all in and say, okay, how can I give someone value so that when they consume this passive income item, let's say an ebook, once they consume this ebook, I want them to feel successful. I want them to purchase it because it looks like it's a solution to their problem. And when they finish reading it, I want them to have that solution. You don't have to teach everything. You know, a lot of people will say, okay, I'm going to create a course about Instagram. My word, Instagram <laughs> is highly extensive. Like, can That's we an ocean? Yeah. yeah, we can say Instagram reels or Instagram stories or Instagram, you know, IG live, you know, take a component of a big idea and create your passive income product around that and then continue to expand from there. So now you've built a whole library of content and eventually after you've done, you know, all these aspects of Instagram, well, now you have this epic Instagram course, but you start with the idea of how can I make someone more successful with their reels? I want them to take this masterclass and walk away knowing how to, how to create high converting reels. And if they can do that, they'll be successful and ultimately they'll buy something else later on. So we don't have to give it all away. I think that's where people get it wrong. Make it simple and make it a clear solution to someone's problem. I agree. And also to go back to something you said earlier, it's like passive income educating, like it's not about the educator. It's always about the audience. It's always about the people that you're teaching. And how can you get them the transformation when you when you start thinking of it like that? It's much easier to get over the well, I don't I don't know, maybe I'm not the right person. Who am I to no? Because it's always about if you know something that other someone else could benefit from, it's your I think it's your duty to share it. Well, and sometimes in our business we <laughs> we overthink it to the point right. where we <laughs> right. cripple ourselves. You yeah. know, sometimes I'll hear ideas for a book or a course and I'm like, that's too simple. Like why would somebody pay for that? And lo and behold, thousands of people have purchased a course on couponing or knitting <laughs> right. or things that I would have thought there's right. no way. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was a very clear solution to apparently a common problem. And so we just got to get out of our own way, simplify what it is that we do to the point where a third grader can understand it. Because if it's that simple, if, it, if it's that straightforward, then it's going to be way easier for people to decide whether it's for them or not. 100%. 100%. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you all day about this. <laughs> this is a 75 hour podcast. Get ready. Go get your snacks because we're just getting started. No, I'm kidding. Saga has begun. Yeah, I was a theater major too. So, like, truthfully, like, yeah, we really. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be here forever. We'll end up singing show tunes. It's fine, guys. It's fine. Just leave us and here. And now for an interlude. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay, so. 
I love all this. And I, I, I talk about passive income a lot on the show because I really want to encourage wedding planners, wedding pros, creatives, all the people who listen to the show to really think if there is a passive, uh, some, some sort of passive income generating something inside them, because I really think everyone has one in them. Do you? I think they do. And I think they have to. I mean, honestly, if it's to the point where you've got to pay somebody to find that stream, get them to find that stream, because ultimately to go from being a complete stranger to purchasing a four figure, five figure product is a huge leap. That passive income product is going to help people to walk themselves along that sales funnel a lot quicker than you going from zero to 100. So I don't care who you are. I mean, I've had an accountant, you know, something that is not a sexy profession at all. You know, you're doing taxes. And I said, hey, honey, you got to have an ebook. You have to. You have to have something that communicates your competency to a complete stranger. And so, you know, even if it's a one page checklist to say, you know, 10 things you need to know before you file your 2021 taxes, well, then that's what it is. Take what you do and break it down into a bite-sized piece and sell it so that people can get in the habit of paying for what you know. The buy, the buying habit is is a huge one too. Like you said, like the creating an offer that's small, people get the mindset of, oh, I she is someone who I value and so I will pay her for her value, you know? Well, and it's important because there's so many people who have email lists and Instagram feeds full of people who are looky-loos. They love to look at what you're doing, but they never pay for anything. And you can't keep the lights on with looky-loos. You know, so at the end of the day, even if it is a small price item, give people something that they can buy to go to the next level. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to spin your wheels, not knowing why your marketing efforts are not converting. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So now that we're in 2021, let me ask you, LaShonda, are you a resolutions person? Are you more of a goal setting person? How do you approach the new year? So I used to create a word for the year, like a lot of folks. And at this point, I really just kind of have a perspective on life. And it's I've done the most and now I want to do the least. Like I've done mm-hmm. it. You know, I've, yeah. I've hustled. I've, I've done the grind. I've invested a decade into really formulating the space that I want to occupy. And now it's just time to step forward in boldness and be very clear about who I serve and how I can help them. So, you know, understanding that not everybody is for me and I'm not for everybody and that's okay. It's kind of the mindset, you know, after 2020, it's like, Hey, okay. It's okay, honey. Yeah, we just don't have fire. Like it's fine. I I'll live. I'll live. Yeah, I mean, one of the big lessons of 2020, I think for me, was that like, you know, I don't have time for some of this BS anymore. I or not time, but like, I don't have the patience. I don't don't have have the capacity. You know, capacity. I I think at the at the end of the day, that year drained us dry. And so at the end of the day, you cannot continue to operate in this mindset of, I am just going to push myself beyond my capacity. Like now is not the time. Now is the time for you to know, you know, how you want to show up, how many hours at what rate, and be very clear about what that is. And if people, you know, are for it, they'll, they'll buy. And if not, 
well, great. Now that they're out the way, they've made room for somebody else. So it's it's okay. After after 2020, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are realizing that you either have to evolve or die. And so I want to live. So we evolved (laughs) and now it's time to just live it out. Yes, yes, yes. I want to live too. LaShonda, where can people find you on the internet? So I like to keep it very simple. If you go to LaShondaBrown.com, you can see exactly how to sign up for the Bootstrap Club, how to learn from me, from my tutorials, and also some tools that I recommend to help people to leverage that technology to reduce stress and help them reclaim their time. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, You're just a wealth of knowledge and a lovely human, and I appreciate you so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. And honestly, I, I just want everyone, you know, after hearing this podcast episode, to just take a deep breath. You made it. It's 2021. No matter what you thought you couldn't do, you made it through 2020. So reach higher. All right, listeners, you know what I'm going to ask you to do because I've been asking you for a while. (laughs) If you like the show and you listen every week, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Why? Because Apple likes them and we do too. So give us a five star, write some sentences because you know Apple loves the words and I do too. And doing that will ensure that the show gets heard by as many people as possible and that we can bring you these awesome interviews week after week after week. LaShonda, thank you again. Listeners, thank you for spending your time with us. You know, I don't take your time lightly. It's the only thing we can't make more of. We will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 